Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. Um, so I want to first comment on how, in the previous at least twenty episodes or so, I um I've been opening with the comment on how I've not been uploading, how I've been lazy, and then just give an excuse of why I didn't upload for such a long time. I'm not gonna do that today. No comments, no uh, excuses. So I'm just gonna straight go straight into the topic. Hmm. Now, actually, I do want to remark, make a remark on、uh, the fact that I'm actually no longer living alone right now, and it's been almost two months that、uh, I've been living with people. And、um, it's not because I got married or anything. If you didn't. Listen to、uh, I think the episode on the UK, which was just two episodes ago. Yeah, I moved to the UK, and as you know, it's very expensive to to live in the UK,、um, and especially so if you want to live alone. So, being budget conscious, I decided to、um, find a place with、uh, a flatmate. So that's that's. Basically, what it is.、Um, I'm not sure if it's gonna change the nature of the podcast, which is to say, if it's gonna change the nature of me. I don't think so. I hope not.、Um, but who knows? Maybe in ten episodes or so, you'll see how I've changed.、Um, the thing is, because it's a family, it's not a family member or your potential husband. Nothing like that. So therefore. Um, yes, technically, I'm not alone. I'm not living alone anymore. But、um, in many respects, it's still the same as living alone, where I spend most of the time in my room, and、uh, we don't really、um, have a huge interaction. We do our own groceries. We don't cook together. Like most of the stuff, I still do. Like I do it in the same way as I would if I were living. Alone, obviously, a few differences. For example, I can't walk around naked in the house.、Um, I don't even stay naked in my room.、Um, and also, obviously,、um, there is a shared area. So I'm not sure how that changes things, but、um, just there is this feeling of not being entirely at home for that reason because you always have to make sure. That the common living space is clean,、um, at least、um, to a tolerable degree of dirtiness. Dirtiness. <laughs>、um, yeah, there's one thing, and then also、um, you have a limited amount of fridge space.、Um, you do share a few things. Maybe for us, we share the、uh, the spices, salts, and Condiments and things like that.、Um, occasionally, you do talk, so there is that difference.、Um, I would say that the very nature of, like, the nature of this、um, living arrangement is about seventy percent being alone and thirty percent of sharing,、um, which is not very far from living really with someone else,、uh, as in. You just、um, have them in your mind, <laughs> no matter what you do. That's a whole other issue. It's like that's far beyond the living arrangement. But I do have to point that out that I'm no longer technically no longer living alone.、Um, and I want to mention that because for those who are new to this podcast,、um, I mentioned in the very first few episodes that the reason for wanting to start this podcast. Was to、um, was to provide a source of comfort. That's really it. So it's not because there's something in particular I want to talk about. It's not that I want to discuss big news. I remember in the earlier episodes I used to open、um, with the with the comment that this is just a random selfish project and it has nothing to do with the desire to. Uh, pique your curiosity、um, about anything. It's not a big project. It's just a selfish project of a person living alone. That's it. And it really still is that.、Um, it's just that when I was a kid and I feel when I felt alone, I would、um, 
I would go on, you know, I would listen to to radios, and then and that's a huge source of comfort. It's not because of what they're talking about. You, I, I can't remember one thing that was discussed on the radio channels. It, it was just that it was the same hosts, right? It was the same people all the time with their same voices and. Sometimes they will play some music, and you sort of know that oh, you are in this era, and everyone else is listening to the same thing as you. So that is a source, a great that used to be a great source of comfort for me. So that's what I wanted to do with this podcast. I just wanted to update regularly so that people could uh, listen to me、um, if they feel like my voice soothed them in any way. And that would be it.、Um, so that's why also often the podcast isn't really structured, which is which is kind of why、um, the comment on the infrequency of upload up- uploading is not completely irrelevant because、um, consistency is a big factor factor in making people feel comfortable, right? If if you don't upload regularly,、um, people have a million choices and they will just forget you and. I don't know. I feel a little bit sad that this is how the current economy is working. So, it's it's like you're trying to grab people's attention as much as possible, and、um, the very core reason of doing something is often、um, far lost, gone.、Um, so yeah, that's why I mentioned the frequency of uploading in the beginning, in the opening.、Um, I do want to upload much more frequently than 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 I'm doing right now.、Um, so I I think overall the general thing I want to achieve, if any, for、um, in creating this podcast is is that is to、um, provide the space for for comfort、um, to. To just be a consistent present in some people's lives, and it doesn't have to be many. Like if one person in the world、um, downloads this podcast and feel like that day they're not feeling that alone, not that lonely, then I've reached my goal, really. So yeah, so there's that.、Um, I hope I hope the actual fact that I'm not living alone anymore is not gonna change the the nature of this podcast or how you feel when you're listening to this. Um, and this could still be temporary, so I might eventually live alone again. So,、uh, who knows? Maybe it's just a few episodes when I'm not living alone. So there's that. There's just something I wanna、uh, throw out there.、Um, and as for, I mean, as for what's going on in my life, I would just say that there's no big highlight that I can share right now <laughs> at this moment. I didn't get married. I didn't、um, uh, find a million dollars on the floor or something. I mean, I didn't. There's no significant change in my life from from、um, external person's point of view. But I think internally, I do think that there are a million of low key changes、um, that、uh, once accumulated and once I let time pass for a little bit longer and I go back, I can. Actually, spot them,、um, which is not nonsense, really. I, for example, like you, you can sense that when you upgrade your equipment.、Uh, let's say if you are an audiophile, you may have started your whole journey with a twenty-pound、um, wired uh, headphones uh, provided by your phone, phone company, something like that, right? And then you could gradually improve. Spend a little bit more until you reach three hundred pounds or even, I don't know, five hundred pounds, whatever it is, and then every incremental increase in price in the quality of the headphones, they may not feel like a lot.、Um, and when you compare two、um, two headphones side by side,、uh, one second apart,、um, you might not be able to tell very clearly what's the difference. But then after using the five hundred dollar Headphones for three months or so, and then you go back to the forty pound <laughs> dollar headphones.、Um, you might be surprised at uh, exactly um, how much difference you can pinpoint, right? So that is the kind of change I'm talking about. I'm definitely, I'm sure that 
there are low-key changes going on in my life because um, since moving to, to this country, um, but by the very definition of them being low-key at this point, I it's very difficult to pinpoint what it is. There is something that is uh, that I can talk about, which is um, becoming a little bit less materialistic. And I, I, um, I noticed this uh, when I was trying to wake up. <laughs> so when I um, uh, when I was having breakfast, usually I would uh, go online and do like do, read some some news or go to some forums and check out stuff. And then I realized that. Um, in the past, um, I used to just check out what people talk about certain products sometimes. Uh, technology mostly, um, headphones and um, yeah, like new technologies that are being released. And then I realized that, well, for the past couple of days, I've not done that. And I've been just going on, um, on, on forums that are have nothing to do with materialistic stuff. So I think that... And then I, I noted that and I realized that hmm, maybe that is the one of the low-key changes that's going on. And obviously a big cheating, um, in a way, a big cheating step for becoming a little bit, just a little bit less materialistic. Well, one of them is definitely the fact that I might have to move again very soon. So I don't want to have things with me and... So there's that. Um, and another thing is just that, I think it's just the overall culture. I don't think that materialism is a big thing here. Um, and the reason for that, you know, the reason that I'm making this comment is just looking at what people are doing in the underground. So um, in Taipei, uh, capital of Taiwan, you, we got, um, got a complete like a big metro system and it's very active and 99% of the people when they're on metro they are they will be using their phones and they don't talk to people and it's really dystopian the whole thing and even when they are on the escalator um when they're walking in the stations they will be using their phones it's really really dystopian but in london uh, it is a bit different. Um, people are actually trying to talk to each other on uh, when, even when there is this huge friction noise out there, it could get very, very loud. Um, the other day, I was sitting, like I was sitting beside this guy who was trying to talk about some business practice with his mate on the other end and I don't know how they could hear each other it was just very very loud outside but they were still trying to talk um, and you would also have just people hanging out sort of in, in the metro and they would be talking of course a lot of people are still on their phones um, and uh, but a lot of people are reading paperbacks, physical books, um, and and so I would say about fifty percent uh, are reading. Sorry, are looking at their phones. But yeah, I think I think the whole like there's a, overall there's just a much higher level of human interaction in the tube. Um, Obviously, there is a big cheating factor with this, which is that um, a lot of the uh, paths, there's no, on a lot of the paths, there's no connection, so that you cannot really scroll on the phone. That could be a big factor, but um, people still do talk to other people. So that's really nice. And um, right, how does that relate to being materialistic? <laughs> Maybe it doesn't. It's just that. I just feel like the overall society is more interactive and so if you're doing a lot of more social things I think um, that is going to take away your time from researching the materialistic side of the universe. Uh, another indication of this is obviously beer and just the pop culture is big in this country and well you know this ties into the social uh, social culture as well as in people do enjoy hanging out with others and just talking uh, whereas this is very very subtle like you wouldn't really know what I'm talking about unless you live there but 
Whereas in Taiwan, uh, yes, people of course hang out uh, in restaurants, not not in pubs. There's no, it's not it's not as big a thing as as in the UK. But people do hang out in restaurants. Friends would um, just um, sit in restaurants and all that. But it's it's madness because some of the most popular restaurants, not even popular, like I think sixty percent or seventy percent of the restaurants, they impose this this time limit. So you have to finish your meal after 90 minutes. Well, if that's a cutoff, how in the world can people actually feel comfortable sitting and talk about nonsense for the whole night, right? It's just not going to happen. Um, and the reason, I'm not so sure about the 90 minute cutoff or the two hour cutoff. I don't know why they do that. Sometimes it's because they're really popular, but I think it's really just to increase the turnover rates. Um, so people are limited by the by the environmental factor. They, in, outside, they're not so many places where you could just hang out with your peers. Uh, whereas in this country, there are. And so people could actually enjoy um, catching up with people and not <laughs> do it not do it in under two hours, right? So it's something small things like this. You can tell that, um, yeah, people um, are quite social. Um, and um, also, it's just that there aren't, there isn't as big of a, I guess, mall culture, like shopping center culture. Um, let's say in Taiwan, a lot of people, when since they, there's nowhere to go after they finish the, the meal uh, in, in 90 minutes or so, and they still want to hang out with their peers, what would they, that, what, would, what they would do is to uh, just walk around maybe in a mall, like in a shopping center uh, or in a shopping district. So then shopping is obviously a big part of the culture then. Um, I remember um, mostly with girlfriends, I would, we, like a common uh, activity we would do together if we we're gonna hang out, it would be to sh uh, go in a clothing shop. So you would, you would hang out with a with a girlfriend and you would actually be changing clothes um, and just like telling each other how it looks on you and all that. Yeah, it's a very teenage girl kind of idea of a hangout, but that's really what a lot of women are doing in Taiwan. And um, that is not a bad thing, but it's just it's just a cultural thing, right? Um, buying things together, being in the shopping mall. Um, obviously, the weather has to do with it because it's just too hot to be hanging out in parks, let's say. So people prefer to be indoors. Anyway, here in UK, I feel like um, you, if you go, if you're taking a, a nice stroll in the in town or something on a weekend, you'll find a lot of people just tending to their gardens and trying to fix their bicycle, trying to you know, washing their cars. Um, so I just have this feeling that, and most importantly, when you talk to people who live here and you observe what they have in their houses, you understand that um, they are not materialistic in terms of chasing newer products, like chasing newer technologies. I think that's mainly what I'm referring to when I talk about materialistic. I think I'm in my mind, I'm thinking about computers and techn technological products, but I think people here are not materialistic in that sense. They may be I think they spend a lot more money on maintaining their houses. That's definitely a big thing. Um, they're always trying to repair their houses. And of course, it's also because their houses are pretty old. But house repairs and um, just more of the car repairs, bicycle repairs. I think that kind of, that's where they spend their materialistic money on. <laughs> that is just a sense. I could be very wrong. Um, but another obvious factor is the just abundance of cultural activities that you could have in this country, um, which is not that common uh, in the world. It's just you could, could um, well, books are always good, but you could always, cinemas are pretty universal, so it's not unique, but obviously you've got the plays, you've got the theatre, you've got um, just um, so many so many things you could do, musicals or uh, concerts, things like these. So I think, I do suspect, you know, I do suspect that the country as a whole is not as materialistic. Like people don't, in their mind, they're not consciously thinking about 
um, like a new phone or something like uh, better specs for the computer. I don't think it's a big thing. Uh, computers, it seems to be quite a big thing in Taiwan because just people are into gaming and so I think I has to do with it. Alright, this is all a very shallow observation. I can only speak for myself. I do find that I've stopped thinking so much about products. You remember how the very first episode of this podcast was me talking about whether or not I should get an iPad? It doesn't seem like a big thing in this country, honestly. Um, you don't, I've never seen anyone, I think I've only seen it once, but most of the time, you don't see people using their iPads in the public, uh, which is very, very suspicious, I think. I mean, um, I mean, I get suspicious about this because, because um, people, why would you use your phone when you've got an iPad? Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know why it is. I feel like this is not a big thing here. And um, I think a big factor is that things are, I mean, uh, tech things are just so expensive in this country relative to a lot of other things. So for the same, um, I did some research, you know, before coming here, um, for the same uh, Apple product, I think often uh, the price in the UK would just be 20% more than the price in the rest of the world, like not even in, in Asia, but compared to the US, it was just it would just be 20% more expensive. So I've got no idea what that is. So I think what um, like tablets, iPads, um, they could be considered properly luxury products. So for that kind of money, instead of buying the, the, the iPad, you might want to stand, uh, spend it on expensive fashion products. I think that could be the case. Anyway, just a low-key change that I've observed about myself. I don't have a, a, a good theory about why that is, but that is something that's happened to me. Um, and I think a lot of things that I am starting to take for granted now is just actually a change that I haven't been able to to vocalize or to identify. Um, maybe in like six months time or so I can look back and and just go back to all the things I thought about um, <laughs> before and I would I might identify the immense gap um, in how I've changed. I hope that's the case because that's the whole point of, of moving to a different country, right? Um, right, alright, so this is actually not, <laughs> not what I wanted to talk about today. I just, I do want to talk about the idea of psychology, which is um, definitely not my area of expertise, so it's just going to be a very layman um, rambling about this thing. Um, basically because I have quite a lot of spare time now, I do a lot of thinking and reading about just the very nature of, of being, I'd say, or just, um, um, how, like, how can we know what we want, right? I think I've been thinking about the nature of desire and the, how can we get what we want? kind of um, psychology for, for some time and how do, do we identify what is the thing to want given our personality and our nature. Um, and and then um, as I was doing my casual reading, I realized that maybe the answer is very simple. Like people maybe fundamentally want the same things. Uh, if you get that impression when you are scrolling forums like um like reddit <laughs> for example like when you it feels like on these internet forums if you're looking for the answer to something um because of the nature of of these forums you get voted up or down right for your comments and and obviously the um the the comments that are being voted the, the most probably represent um like the least like the most agreed upon thing um and then after after going on different pages and uh looking for different questions and just looking for the most popular comments you get the feeling that that hmm there might be this universal trend or universal con conception or the universal idea of of the good 
the happy, the pleasurable. And I'm speaking in very, very um, vague terms, but what I mean is that just that things that people agree upon are like very vague, but uh, probably true. Uh, universal values right people would know would um people would it, it would seem then like people are trying to get the same things in life so to speak so for example um okay it's it's the logic i don't know how to phrase this logic better but for example right uh there's this subreddit called pictures and um you know there, there will be just people um, posting pictures and you could go to the one that is being promoted the most and then you would you would understand immediately why that is a popular post right um, and or when people ask questions and you go to the most um, promoted common and then you would understand immediately why it's it's the popular common and um, no matter what the um, topic is, it is very easy to see uh, the um, reason that the top post is the top post or the top comment is the top comment, which got me into thinking that maybe humans are not that different after all. So in a truly diverse world, there wouldn't be such a staggering difference between the top comments and the um, least comment, like the, the bottom comments, right? I mean, in a truly diverse universe, um, in that world, Reddit or any other online uh, forum, the comments would be universe, uh, would be diversely spread or rather there would be uh, even distribution. So if you have um, 25,000 people browsing 10 comments, then roughly each comment would get, um, how many people did I say? 25 people browsing, sorry, how many people? Okay, 10 people browsing a thousand comments, let's say. Um, no, the opposite. A thousand people <laughs> browsing 10 comments, right? Then a thousand divided by 10, it's 100 so then each uh, comment should get roughly about 100 upvotes okay does that make sense right but that is not the case right mostly if you got a thousand people browsing 10 comments uh what's actually going to happen is that you're going to get one comment that has 800 upvotes and some getting 50 and then the rest like one or two so like by the distribution of the upvotes you can tell that uh, people who are not that diverse. There are only about four or five kinds of opinion um, from 10 people instead of 10, right? Um, is that is that the right math? Anyway, the math is really all wrong. What I mean to say is that because the distribution is not even, it, it tells us that there is actually a few thoughts that are that are more universally appreciated and and promoted than um than the rest so um and this and and then you know when you go i think i think it's a very comfortable activity to go on these internet forums precisely for that reason because you tend to just look at the most popular comments and the most popular posts and then you realize how how oh their values are more or less aligned with yours right and you agree with a lot of things they're saying and you find the same things funny and etc etc and so i think i think that's that that is all very um mushy and nice is that the, is that the right word like you you have this fuzzy feeling or you you have this very warm feeling inside for feel um for seeing that you have roughly the same values as the rest of the world who could go on this forum um and that you belong to one of the comments that got 800 upvotes instead of the comment that got one or two upvotes right you feel like you get the sense of belonging yes that's all very well and good but the thing is I was still, okay, I'm still thinking about the math that I 
just stick with the comments. But I think you know what I mean. I, I, I'm just saying that if you got 10 comments and a thousand viewers, you should have a hundred roughly each if everyone has a truly different opinion. But that's not really the case, right? You would get 800 people agreeing on one and then uh, the rest um, very, very lowly um, promoted, okay? So, yeah. So, back to the thing, like, yes, so the popular comments are popular for that very reason. It's what a lot of people do agree upon. And if you are more or less uh, statistically normal, you will probably agree on that as well. And so you get this feeling that, ah, you align with the general population's opinion, right? And, and then, and then if you're, if we're going to extract this a little bit outside of the internet forum, you might wonder, maybe, is this like, is this phenomenon applicable to almost all aspects of life? So, um, for example, can we say that, roughly speaking, everyone is looking for a house to live in, um, is looking for a nice family to have, to be in, or to form their own family. Everyone is looking for um, having enough money. <laughs> um, everyone is looking for um, beautiful things, um, healthy relationships, and just a life of happiness, right? Can we roughly make that statement? Would that be controversial? And if you are uh, more or less socialized, as in you've been in the world for some years, if you have um, any relationships at all, if you have talked to people at all, you might agree, right? You might say that, yeah, it's not controversial at all to say that, to say that we all want a good place to live in, we, want, we all want to live in this nice neighborhood, we all want to have maybe not necessarily have children but at least like a couple of people in your lives uh, that we're close to uh we all want to if we do have children we want them to get a good education blah 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 so it's all very broad job values um can we say that without offending anyone could we make that statement and um just like that without any conditions and uh adjustments right and I was just thinking about this. I was just thinking, maybe yes, but so what? Like, does it even matter? <laughs> so, okay, so let me, and so this is something that, hmm, it's very difficult to elucidate and it's very difficult to talk about what I actually mean. But basically, if we go to um, psychologists' um, theories, let's say we take Maslow's, um, hierarchy of needs, which is the, the pyramid thing where uh, everyone has this basic need for food and shelter and then when you go up, you may want a relationship, a social life, and then you go further up, you want uh, some sort of self-actualization, your pursuit of some career project, blah, 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 blah. And then there is this, it's hierarchical as in, uh, of course, you before you get fed, you probably can't really think about self-actualization. So there is this order of of things that you got to do before you reach top of the pyramids. Um, right. Well, there's, you know, I've been introduced to this pyramid since I was 10 or something. And, and I, there's nothing revolutionary about this precisely because it seems such a, a common sense. Like there's not, it seems like there's absolutely nothing wrong with this characterization of, uh, of human life, right? Uh, obviously, we all want to be fed. And um, typically, if we're hungry, we can't even think straight. And therefore, obviously, the more uh, metaphysical stuff won't come into our mind, right? Yes, this is all, it seems uncontroversial. It seems very plain. It seems even like a good framework if you want to explain things to people. But does it, does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Which is to say, does it matter that we know this? <laughs> um, and I'm not just talking about this uh, psychological theory in particular. I'm talking about a bunch of the things that psychologists tend to talk about or um, basically general advice even uh, that people have about maintaining well-being. So 
um, you know, that most people want to have, you know, how to, how to be happy, how to find your passion, how to maintain a certain level of energy, how to, uh, you know, we, we all have these same goals, we all want to find a purpose in life, blah, blah, blah. And yes, none of the statements um, are controversial in themselves, but um, the point is not about them being right or wrong anymore. I think the question is, why does it need to be stated? Why do we need to know? Uh, why is it good for us to know about the parent, uh, the hierarchy of needs? How does it help me? And why do we need to know that, yes, happiness has to do a little bit about uh, with pleasure. Happiness is a general common thing that everyone seems to be striving for. Like, why does it, why does it matter that, um, these things are pointed out or listed out or being investigated even. Uh, why is it that we want to know how to live longer? Why is it that we want to know how to live healthier? And um, my question is, is this really true? <laughs> is, is this really true? Do we all fundamentally want these same things? Do we all really want to be fed before we we are self-actualized? Do we all need to be fed before we find a way to be self-actualized? Do we all want um, happiness, whatever that means? Do we all want to uh, have a purpose in life? Do we all want to aim for roughly the same things? I think that's a question that has been bugging me because 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 I think that's why often social interactions and I'm gonna say it here and say it once I think that's why <laughs> social interactions could be so fucking boring um, and it's because people are operating under that assumption that the other person r uh, wants roughly the same thing as you um, and therefore it's like not it's just granted people don't even question it right um, we assume for example let's say if you're talking to a friend we assume that uh, people would be happy to know uh, what's the next like where's a good place to have Thai food or whatever right we assume that um, for them or for everyone, making more money is a good thing. We assume that we want our partners to be to be a good person. We assume that um, having a hobby is a good thing. We assume that um, we all want to buy a house and live in it. We assume that overall we're all seeking this cushy, comfortable, happy life whatever that means right and and therefore because we're operating under the same assumption i think um the nature of dialogues becomes very very limited um because we take so many things for granted we just assume too many things about the person you're talking to and therefore um there's no real challenge there's no real going back and forth and um about about you know what you're gonna do so <laughs> you're gonna assume that people want to be healthy you're gonna assume that people find um you know people don't want to die when when they're 50 right you assume that the person you're talking to they um they just they want to live more or less, quote unquote, a good life, right? And so then the nature of conversation becomes quite shallow because you assume that if I talk about this, this is roughly something they'll agree to. I I, um, I can't really give a good example uh, right now, but um, I just have that feeling that we all assume that we fundamentally want the same things and we, and it's not, it's not a terrible mistake to assume that because just general experience in life, you feel like hmm, we are all in solidarity. Um, when we look at the news, when we see this this war or we see violence 
um, we are supposed to, to, we're conditioned to feel upset about it, um, or at least the media tend to craft that um, image of, of the common human psyche. Um, and when we go on these forums, as I say, it seems like our opinions are generally centered on one or two comments, right? Like we agree, most people would agree um, with one or two people instead of being spread out uh, where all of the comments are more or less equally promoted. Rather, no matter which forum uh, we are on, um, you could do, you could see that there is this this there is a trend, there is a general consensus on things most of the time. Um, so we do have this, that illusion. We do have this illusion that hmm, everyone probably more or less wants the same thing. We all want to aim for this better life, whatever that means, and we all want to strive for the more or less positive things, whatever that means. Um, and and um, that's why I find it very, very lacking like, to... to to um, to start a conversation with people, it's because, let's say, when you actually are doing something that doesn't seem to align with the uh, commonsensical um, value, let's say, if you choose to um, do a tra non-traditional good job, like sorry, if you choose to do a job that's not seen as good in a traditional sense, or and or you try like if you put yourself and it's not even about the nature of the job it's like if you do something that doesn't seem you don't seem to be passionate about nor is it a traditional good job then um it's, it's like people can't even start a conversation if that's the case like you just you would just blow their mind if they if you told them that i'm working on a i don't really feel passionate about it nor do i nor is it uh like um, making a lot of money or like I, I can't you know it's not there's no no um, um, identifiable good quality of this job I'm still doing it and uh, I'm not exactly upset about it I'm still doing it and like people just get lost like they don't they just have no idea how to talk about it at all and and then they would assume that oh then you must be really upset about your situation right now right and so maybe they will start to give you advice unsolicited about how to get out of the situation when you didn't even tell them that you wanted to get out of the situation, right? It's just because most people, they assume that there is this common value base that everyone, that motivates or that is in the background of everyone's uh, consciousness and that's what people, uh, they assume that you we are all in this, this um, common struggle, right? Generally speaking, everyone probably wants to achieve X, Y, and Z. And therefore, if it seems like on the surface, you're not having X, Y, and Z, well, then you must be feeling a little bit behind or you must be needing needing some sort of consultation or it must be a, a topic of taboo that we should stop talking about this. It's just that I think, I think there's a very... Uh, common low adversity route um, that people tend to take when it comes to conversing with another person. They tend to tend to want to steer the conversation to, uh, generally speaking, a common human goal, right? Um, they tend to want to talk about things that they think will make another person happy or feel positive in some way or another. Um, and so that is why a lot of, um, right, a lot of conversations become very, very dull and sterile uh, after some time because there's just so much that you can talk about when you are assuming so many things about another person. I don't know if I've made the point clear. The thing is, the thing is, it's just that there's just so many things that we assume because of the illusion that we sort of are fundamentally all the same people. And occasionally, yes, you do have this moment of solidarity on the internet when 
for example, some some little baby gets rescued in a war or something like that, or like there's no reason. It seems to be that there's no reason to question the uh, praiseworthiness of of that particular moment, right? And in that moment, it seems like everyone, absolutely everyone, in the uh, in the world of uh, what is it now, eight billion people, will feel a tinge of happiness when they see the news coming out that this baby has been saved, right? And so then in that moment, we must all have this moment of, we must understand that it is a great moment of solidarity and that is what human nature is about. And you know what I mean, right? It's like, yes, of course, occasionally there are these moments that it will be very difficult to, to deny that you actually feel happy about that, right? Um, and or we must all share the common anger when it comes to violence, blah blah blah. And so, I mean, common in common media parlance or internet um, communication and all sorts of things that um, have uh, are open to the public. Um, um, if you are immersed in these media. I think you get a really, you get this idea that humans are fundamentally, and I say fundamentally as in for the most basic stuff, we are all the same, right? And we have all this internal struggle or we all have this um, desire for more. We have this desire to become better, whatever the definition of better is. And I, I, I was just thinking, that's why I felt um, so lost, I think, um, often in, in conversations. I just feel like there's something lacking. Um, and I think it has to do with people not really um, being really self-aware. Or they're not trying hard enough to, to delve into what really makes them them. Um, and when you socialize a lot, when you're in the world a lot, you are forced to to speak based on the like common, biggest common denominator. And therefore, uh, it's just the safest to to talk about the bland things so that so as to not offend anyone, so to speak, or really to reach the biggest consensus as uh, to reach a consensus that most people could could have, right? And and right, it's 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 a fine social mechanism, and I think uh, you know the occasional release of picture of of the baby being saved uh, you know, from an earthquake, whatever it is. Yes, the occasional um, discussion of such things would would be wholesome, but it's not real. <laughs> it's not real, and it doesn't it doesn't erase the fact that. We are not fundamentally the same, um, and you can't just assume all these things about other people. You can't assume that everyone is operating according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You have to acknowledge that there can be just someone who would rather starve than to um, be be starved culturally. Right? Who would actually prefer um, a book over a meal, right? Who would actually think that uh, it's worth much more to 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 do to have a sense of self actualization before they I don't know have a tight knit um, community or something like that, right? You can't just assume that the theory of psychology applies to to the person in front of you, right? Maybe statistically speaking, it's um, it is um, wise to to think that all right, these studies they apply to probably eighty percent of the population. But you cannot assume that the person in front of you is within the eighty percent of the population, right? Even if the science is still scientific, even if the science is still correct to a certain extent, um, I think. I think it would be too lazy to just think that, 
yeah, most people probably fundamentally are the same, or they want the same things. Uh, it's just not um, constructive, I think, in terms of getting to know someone else. Um, it seems like common sense, but trust me, it feels like often I run out of interesting things to say to another person precisely for this reason. I think I also fall into the trap of thinking that, hmm, you know, I gotta be cautious about, about what to say and um, I better use the safest path of conversation which is to assume oh yeah he probably wants pleasure he want, probably wants happiness he probably wants to find some money to be a good thing more or less blah blah blah, blah. and therefore conversations often um, end at a superficial level you know I don't understand how um, every time um, whatever topic it is I end up talking about it in terms of having a conversation because it's a very important part of my life honestly um, it's like the most nutritious part of my life really to, 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 to have good conversations but this isn't why I wanted to talk about this thing I really wanted to talk about like a different kind of different way of living with your unhappiness or different way of perceiving another person's um, actions, which is to think about what would be left in their museum or their biography or their Wikipedia page. So, for example, let's say if you go through um, uh, like a great tennis player's Wikipedia page, right? Well, on their Wikipedia page, <laughs> no one's going to mention anything about how, let's say, Serena has always strived to become a successful like it's just, it's not going to be written like good because that has nothing to do with who she is right um and um or in a museum you probably won't really get to find some sort of evidence of a person's um interest in pleasurable things or you won't really get to see that um they um they eat healthily or the evidence that they um, are loving or evidence that they um, are good to people or evidence I mean like all of these psychological theories about a individual human being these things like these theories are not going to make their way into a biography of a museum precisely because they don't tell us anything about an individual right um, not to mention they might not even be true, but even if they're true, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that um, um, we prefer certain things to be a certain way. It's because it doesn't matter what we prefer, it's about, I think, what really matters, what really makes it into your museum is, um, in fact, the things that you do differently from others, I think. I'm not trying to make this into some sort of a motivational speech, but it's just that, <laughs> it's not the point. The point is, I think, I've been thinking that um, it's just so lame, you know, to, to, to operate on the, so many assumptions about another person, to, to just feel like we are, or more similar than different to believe in the platitudes it's just very lame and it just means that um, humanity is going to move forward very very slowly right I mean for example when when Facebook first came out um, I think the the catch line was um, uh, trying to make the world a better connected place right and who can say no to that right who is going to say oh no it's better that we're isolated. It's better that that we don't know anything about another person that we've um, had a relationship with. It's better that we're not connected. No, no one's gonna say that. So, and 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 then and then comes the mindlessness of 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 all sorts of invention, right? Uh, it seems like it's natural to want want a faster internet it's only natural that you want uh, better graphics it's only natural that you want a well 
uh, like a meaningful social life. It's only natural that you want to live healthy. It's only natural that you want to, um, I don't know, be healthy. It's only natural that, sorry, be happy. And it's only natural that etc 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 and and you can just fill in a bunch of lazy terms and descriptions. Um, but in the end, you realize then, well, if it's if these are universal things, then precisely then that's why it's it's not worth mentioning them, right? Um, I don't know if I made it clear, but that's just how I'm feeling. I think I think maybe if we in my ideal world, let's say it's best that we don't have any of these assumptions. And it's not like I don't want, I, th I, I hope that everyone is down to their very last particle completely different from the, uh, another person. That's not what I mean. What I mean is just that um, the nature of, let's say, upvoting something on Reddit or liking something or just sharing like the number of shares on a social media or like the nature, the very nature of having a good conversation. I think it shouldn't be about um, agreements and consensus and or just feeling that ah we're on the same page um, or I, I think it shouldn't be about that. I think I think that is that is dull as hell and um, and that's why I'm bored to death whenever I Often when I socialize, I'm bored to death. That's why we all need help call to help, I think. Oh my god, I'm assuming again, maybe people do like that. So yeah, I think for me personally, um, there's no better way. Uh, it's like, it's a terrible way to waste time to, to socialize and just to blurt out, blurt out platitudes uh, based on your assumption of another person's desires and priorities in life. That is absolutely um very like it's it's really killing me whenever that happens and whenever you see it happen in a social setting and you realize that the even if you're not participating in the conversation when you realize that hmm, these two people are trying to um go the safe way and they're trying to like throw out the most not like harmless topics that is when you know that things are going downhill and that that, that conversation is not going, in, going anywhere and they're just going to end up um, drinking 50 pints of beers or something in order to wash off their dissatisfaction with the lack of content in the dialogue, in the conversation. And so, so I just think <laughs> there is a definitely... If the world is deprived of anything... Um, if there's one thing I, I think the world is truly deprived of, it is, um, it is that people are too afraid to, to offend, I think. And I'm not trying to be, it's not about being anti-woke or anything like that. It's none of that. It's really just, I think we should just throw away the general the assumptions about about all of the platitudes you can find in um in in how to live a better life uh guidance book or something like that right just we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to assume that each other like we look funded we're fundamentally the same in order to have a good time together i mean that's what i am thinking about i don't know where that stems from but it's just a lingering feeling I've had and I really needed to blurt it out because I just think it's so damn boring and soul-crushing when um, you understand that the next social se session is gonna be no different from any other because you're just gonna um, blurt out a bunch of platitudes about how to live a good life and how to plan on living a good life. Like that's overall what um, these conversations are about, right? There's no real exchange um, of opinion or there's no real shattering of assumption. Um, it happens very, very rarely. So uh, I don't know how to do, do this. I think, I think this ties into the general theme of 
um, just living life alone. Um, I, I'm just gonna start. I'm I'm gonna start saying. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna say this unshamelessly. Unshamelessly, shamelessly. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong to 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 want to just indulge in a little bit of truly alone time because um, when you go out there, <laughs> what you're gonna get often is just it's just this exchange of, of, of platitudes and there's really no, you don't really have to, you know, I think at least this is what I'm telling myself, you don't really have to go out there if you're not feeling like it tonight. And um, also don't have such a high expectation of what you can get out of a social exchange. Uh, often these are just words that get another person, uh, sorry, that, that you get yourself Sorry, these are just words that people throw out there so that they get themselves into another person's mind for like a memory. And the words don't really mean anything. It's just about remembering, having the other person remember their names so that you could um, continue to have some sort of utilitarian relationship with the other person. But most of the time, like being social, it's not really what it means anymore. I think... Yeah, I think maybe internet culture has to do with this. Maybe it's got to do with this. Just you just like a whole trove of words that really don't mean anything anymore, and and yet people find it convenient to use them because then they don't feel left out, and it's convenient to um to think that we are fundamentally the same, and I don't think we are, and I think it would be better if we could just start acknowledging that, and um. It would be okay to to have lots of emotions involved. It would, I think, conflict is not fundamentally a bad thing at all. Anyway, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think maybe it's just that oh, certain things ha have happened, and so that's what that's what I've been thinking about. Um. So yeah, sorry about this very long uh, unedited episode. Um. I definitely, I definitely, all right, I tell myself, I I definitely, well, um, okay, you know what, I'm going to schedule my next recording session, and I will record it in a week, I promise, in seven days I'll record another episode, it could be just 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, but I want to make this back into this, this, this regular weekly post, so that, um, a bit ironically, we are no longer alone, all right? Have a good night. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, see you next week. Bye.